Studio 1886. Your world, your voice. Hello everyone. Welcome. You're catching me Ahalya on a brand new edition of Studio 1886 BGSW's official podcast series. Really glad to be back on because today we're actually going to be having a lot of conversation on a pillar of technology, something that has been emerging over the past couple of years and now stands very strong as one of the foundational building blocks of any successful uh, technological enterprise and that would be innovation. I think in a world that is so fast evolving innovation has quickly become the thing that everyone needs to pay attention to and do in their own way of course but you know definitely pay attention to and BGSW has actually got a lot going on in that space and um today we're going to be talking to a lot of people who very actively participate in that innovation um to try and understand exactly how BGSW one approaches innovation and also how it plays into their culture and their work now so it's going to be a really uh, insightful bunch of conversations today definitely want to stay tuned for that and um, we're also going to be carrying forth the my path to fit series where we spotlight some of the the fitness legends from within BGSW people who have really accomplished quite a bit when it comes uh, to fitness and just you know paying attention to their hobbies and passions outside of work. So without further ado, let's just dive right in Studio 1886. Let's go. You're listening to Studio 1886. Your world, your voice. Your Hello everyone. Welcome back. Uh, you're joining us on Studio 1886. Ahalya here and you know like I said in the beginning of the podcast today, um today's conversations are going to be all about the culture of innovation. Um you know at BGSW it's really a lot going on. The wheels never stop turning. And if you've been following BGSW social media handles um recently, you've definitely probably seen or heard of their recently concluded flagship technology festival. Fit Fest um it concluded last month and you know the festival covered all things um from future to technology and innovation which is you know which explains the fit <laughs> FIT in Fit Fest um there were four exciting and charged days across all BGSW engineering centers around the globe uh, namely India Mexico Vietnam and Poland quite a global festival this one was and honestly what better time than now to have the chief innovation officer Uday Prabhu himself with us on Studio 1886 to talk about this innovation um this culture of innovation and everything that it brings to the table. Hi Uday, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to be here. Hi. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. Why don't you uh, start by telling us a little bit about Fit Fest itself? It's quite a <laughs> quite a tongue twister. See, uh the organization BGSW is uh, uh is one which has a wide spectrum of you uh, know uh, engineering talent. Mm-hmm. So we are buzzing with activities around technologies. Uh, we have a portfolio of uh, you know topics. You now we work in automotive, industrial, consumer, um building segments. You now so we have such a wide variety of uh, topics we have and therefore an equal number of uh, talented engineers you now working mm-hmm. in these uh, areas uh, engineers love to uh, you know work as uh, you know communities they thrive in communities they uh, love exchanging ideas showcasing topics and learning from one another uh, we also had this story of uh, you know uh, uh, fit dot future uh, kicking in so we 
align the whole thing to make it as a fit.fest fit standing for of course future innovation and technology and so yeah uh, that's how it uh, came about and and it was it was great we got the community together uh, we got folks you know rubbing shoulder with one another and i think the vibe was awesome and that's what we were aiming for right absolutely and i hear that you know it also came at a really serendipitous time with 25 years you know of innovation and technology that's at the company as well so you know when you conceptualized the entire event what were the top 3 things that you really wanted um fitfest to sort of address or do as of as a festival yeah so as i was mentioning you uh, know we were kind of uh, living in our own cubby holes for for a long time you uh, know right. uh, thanks to multiple factors outside our span of control and so we thought we should get everyone back together so that was point number 1 second thing is we wanted everyone to understand what others are doing right so you know you are all tied up in your projects but what is my uh, you know associate uh, who is in the other department doing what kind of projects are they working on what are the technologies that they are uh, you know uh, you know playing around with so you have this uh, you know cross pollination of experience cross pollination of ideas that was uh, much needed and uh, we also got in people from outside to come and talk about what's going on in the outside world and the okay. third thing was we wanted people to get uh, uh, inspired uh, to do more to contribute more towards organizational uh, you know innovation and i believe we ticked all the boxes and that was quite fabulous <laughs> lovely lovely it goes uh, it goes in theme with the 25 years uh, celebratory mode as well and you know i think we're going to explore this obviously throughout the podcast today but um it definitely feels like innovation has become a key priority um for bgsw so in your opinion what are some of the things being constantly put into practice to um foster this culture of innovation here so building a culture of innovation is not easy right mm-hmm. uh, because you have the topic that Uh, you know you have to work on uh, you know projects that are uh, your bread and butter uh, and it's not uh, something that uh, happens uh, you know overnight mm-hmm. uh, and there is this popular saying of uh, you know uh, feeding a fish uh, versus teaching a person to a uh, fish right so okay. what we're trying to do is we are trying to create a, a multi faceted approach to uh, firstly uh, inspire people by getting uh, you know folks from outside from inside to talk about how innovation is done talk you no know, give, give uh, role models uh, a chance to talk about how they created uh, you know specific products uh, we enable uh, master classes we get people to come and teach uh, about uh, technology topics we uh, you know enable them with the tools uh, then we allow people to uh, participate and build in uh, areas like the hackers garage where they can experiment play with uh, technology and so once we create this uh, you know a ground uh, foundation uh, for everyone to uh, work with you have uh, created an infrastructure uh, you have created a buzz uh, you have enabled them with uh, the right tools and then a uh, culture of innovation starts to uh, set in so it's a it's a process but we believe we are going about it in the right way and we are already seeing signs where people are eager to come and you know contribute okay perfect and as chief innovation officer here at bgsw i have a question for you actually two questions for you mm-hmm. one what is your vision for bgsw and then what is your vision personally you know how do you incorporate innovation into your life 
So I want to give an example of uh, uh, you know, what they call as a Medici effect, right? Okay. Medici was uh, an village in uh, Italy, uh, which is Correct, where yeah. apparently the uh, you know, Renaissance uh, started. Uh, the Medici effect basically talks about how uh, you can create a culture and a, a massive outpouring of innovation if you get people together uh, in a place and you allow for cross-pollination, right? Uh, so, uh, as uh, uh, you know, adding the innovation, uh, my vision is that BGSW becomes the hotbed uh, for innovation. Uh, so, uh, anywhere in the Bosch world, if you think innovation, you should be thinking BGSW, right? Mm. That's what uh, no, we would like to achieve. Uh, and personally, for me, I feel uh, uh, the next big thing in Bosch. Uh, should come out of uh, BGSW and that would uh, uh, satisfy me the most. Ooh, I hope that happens. That would be really, really cool. And then we could do another podcast all about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, you know, actually speaking of, would you right now, given this moment in time, would you confidently peg BGSW as um, the place for young engineers out there to be if they want to work on innovative technologies? Absolutely. Uh, if you look at uh, the the things that you you need for innovation, right? You need an environment, right? Uh, you need uh, inspiration. You need access uh, to technology, and uh, you need the funds, and uh, you need uh, you know, a, a vibrant group of people uh, to uh, you know, participate uh, along with. Everything exists in BGSW. We have a management that is pushing hard, uh, encouraging, uh, motivating, and funding innovation. We have infrastructure that is uh, uh, allowing people to uh, experiment and fail and experiment and succeed. And uh, we have a vibrant uh, community uh, through our centers of excellence. Uh, And so uh, what more do you need, uh, right? So, uh, and for those young engineers out there who would like to uh, create something, Uh, I have this thing to say, uh, if you have an idea, we are all behind you, you we'll empower you, we'll enable you, and we'll fund you, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. please come forward, Uh, uh, you have nothing to lose, you have maximum to gain. (laughs) Nothing to lose and maximum to gain. I have to say that is a very motivating statement, (laughs) definitely encourages people. Um, Thanks so much and thank you for bringing um, really the taste of innovation at BGSW to the podcast uh, today, Udra. It's been great catching up with you. Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine and uh, wishing everyone uh, the very best in innovating a lot more in the coming days. Studio 1886. And joining us in conversation right now are uh, three very special members of a very special initiative uh, from the BGSW world, something called the IoT Garage. I was very, very fascinated by this concept when it was introduced for me. So a little bit about the IoT Garage is actually a space for experimentation and innovation with the latest IoT um, technologies. They actually, you know, work with a whole bunch of things, sensors, software and services and also work towards providing end-to-end services so it's really a lot of innovative work that happens um, at the IoT garage we've got with us um, Shiva Kumar BS Alagu Ambikapati and Hashavardhan Amritalingam on the show right now hi three of you how are you doing hey Alia hello yeah hi we are good doing fine 
Okay, okay, fantastic. So Shiva, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about what the IoT Garage actually is. Uh, sure, Alia. Uh, mm-hmm. IoT Garage is a platform or an incubation center focused for accelerated and collaborative development for digital transformation for Bosch and Bosch customers. Uh, mm-hmm. primarily focused for Internet of Things, in short, what we call as IoT. IoT Garage is where every Boschler can come together, explore, experiment, and experience the uh, IoT to the core. We primarily built this platform for creating nurture uh, among our uh, young Boschlers who work uh, day in, day out in this technology. Mm-hmm. Innovative minds and be competitive ready and provide the best services for our customers. And this is primarily in line with our the uh, Bosch motto, fit for future. Mm, fit for future, absolutely. I was extremely fascinated, you know, by this concept. And I'm guessing, you know, you said all Bosch knows to come together, right? So it's obviously a space for good community building as well. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, speaking of Shiva, who is the IoT Garage actually for? And how does it shape innovation at BGSW? Like, how does it build this culture of innovation? Uh, an interesting one, uh, because IoT, as of today, is there and everywhere. It's in your mobile phone. Phone, it's in your car, it's in your TV, it's in your every device what we use uh, today. So the current and future is actually depend upon convergence of your embedded IT and uh, IoT services. Uh, no longer it's only IT services. IoT is inherent part of everybody's life. So what we do here, in, uh, it's, it's a lab which is uh, ready for future. Uh, our Boschlers can look at uh, aspiring, implementing their innovative ideas and entire gamut of services like uh, build, develop, uh, prototype, test it even before it gets released. So we work on one of the uh, amazing concepts through hackathons, uh, through ideations where every Boschlers can bring uh, their ideas. We can enable them, empower them through our technology uh, enablers, through uh, hardware requirements, and they mm-hmm. can uh, deliver this uh, concept to the core. Okay, great. That sounds like a very uh, comprehensive process flow as well. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us, Shiva. And um, Alago, you know, if I could ask you, at the IoT Garage, obviously one of the biggest results is some really cool projects coming out, right? So why don't you tell us a little bit about one such project, the Contactless Store? Yeah, sure. It was one of the coolest stuff, the Contactless Store. Uh-huh. Uh, it is developed based on the idea to reduce the complexity of the shopping experience. I think such as we, we wait for the billing in the queue and we mm-hmm. scan items at the billing counter. So we made the shopping more simple by checking, right. pick up and check out. That's all. There is no mm. need to scan or there is no need to stand in the queue. Anything is there. So basically it's a, we have a mobile app for the store. Which will have features right. like QR code for scanning the for, for the store access, stock and product list, weaving the stock and product list, and invoice and billing. So what we generally do is we just and we just enter the shop by scanning the QR code from our mobile app. So right. when the scanning is successful, you will be entered into the shop, and then you can go and pick up any items you want. You don't want to scan or do want to do anything. Just pick up and leave the shop. So as soon wow. as you leave the sh- yeah as soon as you leave the shop, the invoice will be generated for the items you picked up, and money will be directed from your linked wallet. So no hassles in shopping. You just go pick up and just c- come out. 
Alok is very dangerous. I think you're trying to turn everyone into a shopaholic. <laughs> it's so easy to shop, <laughs> then everyone will just do it all the time. I'm getting very tempted myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, actually, this is a. I think you've um, explained it really well to us because we understand the gist of what the contactless store is. But I'm sure a lot went into actually putting it together. So Harsh, could you tell us a little bit about what the technology was and how that's connected to the IoT garage? You know, the technology behind this new contactless store. So contactless. Store- Store is a combinatorial technological innovation which is made possible through cutting edge tech like computer vision, sensor fusion, and AIoT. To mm-hmm. give you a brief glimpse, let's say a person is about to enter the store. He or she or they will scan their QR code at the entry door and walk into the shop. Once okay. they enter, their movement will be tracked across the store through CCTV cameras. And as they pick up or place back grocery items from okay. the smart shelf, a virtual cart containing the items that they picked will get updated in the background, which will be their final bill as they walk out of the store. Okay. And as they soon as they exit the store, an invoice for the items that they took will be sent to their app and payment can be done via e-wallet or any other existing UPI methods, giving you mm-hmm. a hassle-free shopping experience. So the entire crux of the innovation lies in identifying who took what item. And this is achieved by a real-time action recognition of customers inside the store with deep okay. learning CV algorithms and IoT data from smart self. Yeah. that pretty much concludes the tech part pretty much <laughs> so simple <laughs> i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking you know and like making notes for yours just saying pretty much it's so simple yeah yeah wonderful <laughs> and yeah. um <laughs> and shiva you know i think you know the iot garage obviously is one of the biggest sort of pillars of innovation at bgsw from you know the the talk of it how do you think bgsw is actually going about fostering this culture of innovation that has become so important now especially for um you know tech companies Uh, sure alia see as 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 we uh, uh try to drive innovation uh, across bgsw uh, yeah. we primarily focus on multi pronged strategies uh, one is ideathon hackathons uh, we create blocks uh, we create a uh, um, environment in which bachelors and primarily uh, our associates can uh, work on uh, the innovative concepts and mm-hmm. we work with our industry experts as well not only uh, with bosch uh, but with our external inno- partners like reno uh, uh, rolls royce nissan um, with with every tata sharponji polonji and that's mm-hmm. where we foster those innovative ideas we built uh, very pretty cool concepts uh, in a very short period of time and uh, that's how we foster uh, innovation Okay that sounds very promising and I think some very exciting years ahead for BGSW and I think I'll ask all three of you actually a question because when it comes to innovate like a culture of innovation you know it does take a lot of practice I don't think people understand that it is a skill that you need to hone over time just like creativity and other things so um why don't I start with you actually Shiva how do you um you know what are your personal best practices to stay on the path of innovation as our uh, uh, ranchot das in uh, three idiots used to say that knowledge is yeah. everywhere just have to grab it uh, uh-huh. so usually i read a lot and we also do something called university connect uh, where uh, we have our connects with uh, the top universities of india uh, we connect with them uh, we have a partnership uh, working with them so we we uh, bring in their uh, doctorate students interns uh, and also the freshers uh, to work on uh, our concepts and that's mm-hmm. how we uh, learn knowledge as well and we extensively work with our partners uh, not in terms of client per se but in terms of uh, the big uh, oem vendors like microsoft uh, amazons of the worlds uh, we try to understand what they're bringing their services as of today for iot services so we uh-huh. have connect and we get the knowledge captured from them as well okay fantastic that sounds great 
um what about you alagu what do you you know what is the one thing you make sure to do to you know stay on top of the innovation game so every new idea we get we, is there is this, this is the place where we can implement here mm-hmm. even if it doesn't works we enjoy the ride because we learned a lot of things uh from here correct so, yeah and this is a place where we love what we do what we are doing apart from our routine works also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay for anyone from BGSW listening to this I think that's a good call <laughs> for you to join the IOD garage and um Harsh what keeps you at the top of your innovative best Yeah to me uh, drive to work and contribute past the 9 to 5 job schedule recognizing uh-huh. a need for improvement in daily tasks I work upon and coming with logical methods to solve the same As Alag said networking or collaborating with a lot of people outside my department in Bosch looking for mm-hmm. active collaborations to build POCs or prototypes from mere ideas written on a paper so these help me stay on the path of innovation Wow, uh, Harsh, you said it like it was just easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Like I just do these things on a daily basis. That was quite a long <laughs> list of best practices, I have to say. <laughs> and Thanks. you know, since we were speaking about the contact list, I think I want to wrap today's conversation by asking each of you. Um, so, Harsh, why don't I start with you? If there was a contact list for anything in the entire world, what would you pick? I'll replace all the Walmart's with these. Oh okay that's a tall order okay fantastic <laughs> um shiva what about you maybe a contact list sure at every corner at every corner so that would be like your um, basics like 711 type thing a 711 types because you can reach people and what about you alagu uh that place where people needs less items they can have it as a store they don't want for a few items they don't want to have it in the queue or somebody so so yeah. like express so express billing but for anything Yeah, correct. Okay, okay, got you. Well, thank you so much all three of you for uh, joining us on this edition of Studio 1886. It's been really great understanding a little bit about, you know, what happens at the IoT garage and all this great stuff happening um out of there. So, thanks so much for joining us in conversation and I hope I get to hear about some new cool innovative results very soon. Thanks Alia. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Studio 1886. Your world, your voice. And now diving into a conversation with Sofia Perez, a marathon runner and a full-time engineer and process analyst at BGSW in Mexico. Um she's actually joining us right now for the segment My Path to Fit, something that we've uh, you know been trying to do here on Studio 1886. If you joined us on our earlier podcast, you would have uh, been there for the launch of it and now she's here to take us through. Hi Sofia, how are you? Hi, Helia. I'm nice. Thank you. I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for joining us today. And you know, a really, really inspiring journey and story actually to dive into with you. So let's just get started. Why don't you start us off by telling us how your passion for running actually began? Sure. It sounds good. Okay. So I've always liked to be active since I was a child. but mm-hmm. it was until <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it was until you know college that i had to actually to um uh, face with some anxiety problems and mm-hmm. running helped me to focus everything that i felt you know and i learned to control my breathing and everything so running helped me a lot in that time but after that i discovered that it wasn't just about health actually i discovered that i really like it so you know around in my you know 19 years old mm-hmm. <laughs> it start everything 
So okay. yes, in that time. So 19 years old, you began and you never stopped running after that. That's fantastic. And you know, being, I think it's fair to call you a runner now, right? It's it's yes. a, it's a big part <laughs> of your life now. Yes. Um, and since it is such a big part of your life and occupies so much of your time, what are some of the lessons that you've learned from running that sort of impact the rest of your life? I really like that one because <laughs> I, I believe that's the best part. Everything that it have taught me, you know, the first thing is to believe in me. And also I learned that to keep moving sometimes is to stop. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's because of uh, injury, sometimes it's because of time, sometimes is, but that means that stops also mean to keep moving. So also one phrase that I really like is that no one ever climb a hill just by looking at it. So that means you have to work really hard for what you want and for the achievements that you have, you know, uh, in the look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, absolutely. No one did ever climb a hill just looking at it. <laughs> um, speaking of, so how long have you been actually doing the marathons for, Sofia? I'm pretty new in this, to be really honest. Okay. I'm not an expert. Uh, I just uh-huh. wanted to point that out. <laughs> uh, my first marathon, it was uh, last year, actually. I'm 24 years old and okay. I run it in my 24th. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, you know, given that you're kind of new to it, right? Um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask, how do you manage sort of training for it? I'm guessing this is something you want to keep doing, running in marathons. Sure. So how do you manage, um, you know, training and keeping that up while also having this, you know, wonderful full-time job that you do at BGSW? <laughs> I would say to concentrate in one thing at a time. I'm not always training for a race or for a marathon. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm always running, but that doesn't mean that I'm training for something specifically because to be really honest, that needs a lot of time. That needs, you know, not to put yourself in other, a lot of activities. So how do I do it? Be really honest with me and to concentrate in one thing at a time. You know, right now, speaking of, are you training for anything in particular? Is there a marathon uh, that you're going to be lighting on fire soon? <laughs> right now, no. I've been concentrating in other personal things in my life. Uh, but this year, my goal is to do three half marathons. So I already made one. In September, I'm going to do other one, uh, September 4th. And on December, mm-hmm. a, another half marathon. And in next year... I'm planning to do a marathon again. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Sophia, you're like a you're like a rock star. They always or a pop star. <laughs> they always have their you know years planned out for them right at the beginning. <laughs> you already know what you're going to be doing three, four months from now. That's fantastic. <laughs> And finally, uh, Sophia, as we wrap up the conversation today, you know, you said in the beginning that you've always been an active person. Um, unlike you, me, not at all. I never <laughs> used to like activity as a kid. I would just really enjoy like listening to music, all of that kind of stuff. I hated moving. Around around and obviously when you hit you know 20 years old you suddenly realize oh this is really not going to be great for my body in the long run so you start you know getting up and doing certain things but I will say it took a lot to get there right it's a lot of hesitance it's a lot of pushing yourself it's a lot of people around you saying please just go do something <laughs> and um, you know there's a lot of people like me I'm sure who maybe have considered running and are just really intimidated by the aspect of just being out of breath to be quite honest I think it's a very uncomfortable feeling that a lot of people don't want to deal with So, you know, to people who are looking at running and getting out there, what are your top three tips or advice that you'd like to give them to maybe just either one, get better at running or also to just sort of get into it in the first place? Okay. Okay. Um, well, the first thing I would say that it's always a great time to start. Mm-hmm. 
And also in that one, um, sometimes it gets hard and it's normal. So in mm-hmm. those times, like try to help yourself and go with a team, go and run with a team. Do not do it alone. I mean, there's no need to do that. <laughs> That's yeah. why we have people in a team. If you have a, ne- a race that is next, mm-hmm. like train for that specific race. It's not the same to train for, you know, a 10 kilometer race and for a marathon. So try to no. do a specific training that could help you to um, get better at that you know, goal. And the third one, I would say that for the new beginners or for the also the people that are more expert than me okay. to actually um, that you know what you can and what you have at the moment. I mean, you are your own opponent. You are, you know, you're everything, you know, and that's all just to enjoy the race. Yeah, enjoy the race. That's a fantastic note to end this conversation on. Thanks so much, Sofia, for joining us. All the way from Mexico, it's been so lovely catching up with you and all the very best. Really looking forward to hearing more about your running journey. <laughs> I could say the same, I Kalia. Thank you. Studio 1886. And there you have it, folks. As promised, a lot of conversation about innovation and its convergence with technology in today's world, the importance of it and how BGSW is approaching all of that. Uh, also spoke to Sofia Perez on My Path to Fit, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot more interesting conversations in that series. Um, I always leave feeling very inspired. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. For now, this is me, Ahalia, signing off. But of course, we'll be back with another edition very soon. Thanks so much, folks. You were listening to Studio 1886. Your world, your voice.